Hello, this is Pastor Philip Hoppe from Peace Lutheran Church in Finlayson, Minnesota and St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Bruno. We're happy to provide you with this digital media. Such media is intended for those who are not able to be in church and for those who might have missed a week, or for those who wish to hear something a second time or are just using it for further edification. However, it is not meant to be a substitute for gathering to God with his people around Jesus each Sunday. Enjoy this media and we'll see you in church on Sunday. The text calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our gospel reading for today from Mark chapter 10, and especially these words of Jesus to the man who was before him. You lack one thing. Go, sell all that you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. If we are honest, we must admit that it is kind of how the Ten Commandments often work in our lives. When one first approaches the Ten Commandments, they seem almost doable. Our prideful nature hears those simple ten words and begins to feel pretty good about ourselves. We rejoice that we have not actually put a bullet into our neighbor's heads, nor have we snuck away with our neighbor's wife. Kids read the fourth commandment and say they are sure at the very least that they have been more obedient to their parents than the bad kids in town are to theirs. Adults read the seventh commandment, and they feel good that they're not that kind of person that would walk into a store and leave with goods they didn't purchase. We read the Eighth Commandment and we take pride in knowing that we would never walk into a courtroom, swear on the Bible, and then just outright lie before the judge. So we hear those Ten Commandments and many times we can feel like we're standing quite tall before them. Yes, many times, even though the scriptures tell us that ultimately God's law is to bring us the knowledge of our sins, we turn those commandments in a way to give us pride in our performance. While they are not supposed to do that, we use them to justify ourselves in our own mind. We almost can use them sometimes as a checklist of things that we good Christian people do that those people out there would never even consider doing. We can at times almost feel like we should get some sort of badge or something to show how well we have kept these ten words. And yes, our pride can be even so severe that we can even be tricked in the moment into thinking that somehow we should be led into heaven for the good works that we have done. That God himself should take note of what we have done. Jesus knew that the man that came in front of him, as recorded in our gospel reading, had been using the Ten Commandments in exactly that way in his life, to justify himself and to prove how good he had been. And so when he asked Jesus, Teacher, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus simply turned him back to the commandments. He said, basically, well, how are you doing with those? 
And amazingly, right, this man's pride was great enough that he turned back to Jesus and said, Well, teacher, I've kept all those since the day of my youth. Now, we Lutherans have been trained well enough to admit that we're sinners, that we might not have the audacity to claim, Well, I've kept all the Ten Commandments ever since my youth. But again, many times we can in the moment think that we have kept them much better than others. And so therefore we need to be congratulated or rewarded. That man in front of Jesus that day had no trouble simply saying he had kept them all. But it was just then when that man sort of stood tall as a tree with pride that Jesus laid an axe to the root of that tree. He said these words, Go, sell all that you have and give it to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven and come, follow me. And with that strike, it was revealed exactly what was at the center of that man's life. That strike revealed that at the core of his life was a living and breathing idol. As Jesus revealed that that young man had broken the first commandment by turning possessions into his idols, by trusting in them, fearing and loving those possessions even more than God. We're told this is true because we are told that this man went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Yes, he walked away from Jesus sad over the thought of losing his stuff. When you and I hear Jesus explaining one of the Ten Commandments in the Sermon on the Mount. Or when we're reading another part of the Scriptures where one of the commandments is explained in a little bit more fullness. Or when someone has been sent by God to explain to us exactly the exacting purity that those Ten Commandments call for in our daily life. Well, it is then often that God is laying an axe at the root of our tree. Our idols can be quickly exposed as well. While we're rejoicing that we've never murdered anyone, Jesus comes and tells us that if we've spoken an unkind word to a brother, well then we're murderers. While we're rejoicing at our faithfulness to our spouse, Jesus comes and tells us that if we've ever looked at another with lustful thoughts, in our heart, well, then we are adulterers. While the kids are making themselves feel good about comparing their obedience to the bad kids in town, Jesus comes and tells them that if they have not been completely obedient 100% of the time to their parents, well, then they are rebellious sons and daughters. And when Jesus does this work, indeed, our idols are exposed. It is revealed that we love our own reputation more than we do our neighbor's reputation. We, indeed, love pleasure more than purity. We love getting our own way more than being obedient to God's ways. Yes, this is made painfully obvious to us when Jesus explains the commandments in their full then all of a sudden it is so clear that what Jesus said to that man is true. 
that there is no one good but God. No, not even us. No, we will not inherit eternal life by following the commandments. And that's not because the commandments are somehow flawed or weak, but it's because we are so flawed and weak. We are not good. Down to our cores. And so the thought of saving ourselves is simply ludicrous. And truth be told, God could cut each one of us down here with that simple phrase he used with that man in front of him. What if he said to you, Go, sell all that you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. We're told that young man went away from Jesus that day disheartened because he had so many things that he truly loved more than God. He had so many possessions that he placed his true joy in. He was sad about his stuff. And if each of us is honest, there is stuff that if Jesus asked us to give up, to follow him, we would probably be no less sad than that man in our reading was about giving it up. But let's be honest, in general, we love our stuff. We hoard it, we hide it, we think about it. We think about getting more of it. And so if Jesus were to ask us to give up some of it or all of it, we would get pretty sad pretty quickly. If he wanted us to give up our prized possession, whether it be a boat or a piece of jewelry or our bank account and follow him, then all of a sudden we'd realize how precious those things have become to us. If he told us to go and sell our house or our horse or our truck, we would get really sad about the thought of our stuff being gone. If he told us to go and pawn our smartphone and our guns and our video games, well then again, we would not like it one bit. You see, we would learn how much we like our stuff if Jesus were before us and simply told us to give it all away to the poor, how tightly we would begin to clutch our own stuff. Our excuses would begin to fly freely. I earned it. It's mine. They're going to misuse it anyways. And we would be revealed again as those who love our stuff. But does Jesus really call us to lose our stuff anyways, to give it up? Well, if we need it in order to care for one another here in this place, well, you better believe he calls for us to give it up. If our neighbor has a need and the only way to meet that need is to sell something to help them, then absolutely, that's the kind of sacrifice we are called to. And if any of that stuff has become our first love, well, then we should do away with it just as quickly as we can. Yes, we are told that Jesus said those words, that he spoke to that man, that ended up cutting him down from his prideful stance because he loved him. You see, Jesus didn't speak these words just to make the man feel bad or to cause him to be sorrowful. No, he saw in that man, in his heart, the poison of pride and the poison of the love of possession. 
And so he wanted that man to leave behind those sins and come and follow him in order that he might have life with him. Today, Jesus sends us his words for the very same reason. He loves us. And so he will not allow pride to go on without a word in us. He will not allow us to just go on loving possessions without calling us away from such sin and evil. No, he wants to cut us down precisely so that we will be left with nothing but him. For he knows that that is what we truly need. Yes, he cuts us down in order that we might end up with eternal treasures. For when we leave behind all of our stuff and our pride, all we are left with is life with Jesus. But then again, that's all we ever needed anyways. For life with Jesus is full of the forgiveness we need and the hope that we desire. With him, we get treasures that will not fade away, that will not rot away, that will not rust away. These things are forever. Indeed, it is true, there is no one good but God. No, not even you on your best day. Jesus, however, is God. God in the flesh, the very Son of the Father from all eternity. And he is the definition of good. For he takes our pride and our love of possessions and he buries them in his own grave in order that they might never be seen again. And then he brings forward from that same grave those treasures I just spoke about. Treasures that you can enjoy both today and in eternity with heaven, in heaven forever. So don't be sad about your stuff. For there is far better stuff. Like the eternal treasures that God gives to you. So don't be sad about your stuff. Rejoice instead in your Savior. Amen.